welcome to Library Lab Notes, the Cameron podcast, the show that provides insights into all things Cameron Library at the University of Alberta. Before we get into our first episode, we wanted to introduce our team to you so you know who is behind the voices and making things happen. I'm Virginia, and my pronouns are she and her. My job title is ambiguous at the University of Alberta. We can go with librarian, we can go with science slash engineering librarian, either one works. Um, My role in the podcast today is co-host. And what's something about me that you wouldn't know and you probably wouldn't guess as I'm a librarian? Um, Two of my favorite things to do are mountain bike and cross-country ski. Now, my other co-host on the podcast is Eric. Hi, my name is Eric Graves and my pronouns are he him, they, them. My job title at the U of A is uh, information service specialist. And my role in the podcast uh, is co-host. A fact people wouldn't know about me. I am unable to sleep without having at least one sock on my foot. And it matters which sock is which. If the sock is on my left foot, it's because I need to be warmer. If the sock is on my right foot, it's because I'm venting heat out of my left foot. <laughs> I did not. That's wonderful. <laughs> and now I'm going to pass our, in, our introductions along to Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a science librarian at the UVA. And uh, I'm the producer and editor of the podcast. A fun fact uh, people don't know <laughs> is that uh, my favorite animal is the muskox. I love muskox with their long flowing hair and their horns that kind of look like a little toupee. You know, I, I honestly, I couldn't remember what a muskox was until you started describing it. And now, now I'm just, I'm here for it. I see it. Yeah, that's, it's insulting that you forgot about the greatest of all animals, <laughs> the muskox. And now over to Jessica. Hello, my name is Jessica. I use they, she pronouns. I am a librarian in Cameron Library working with the Faculty of Agricultural Life and Environmental Sciences, um, as well as makerspace services for the library and the podcast. I am the lead script writer and a co-producer. So and a fact about me is that I am deeply interested in women's professional road cycling. I follow the Dutch writers in particular. I'm a huge fan of Annemiek van Vluten, as well as writers like Ellen van Dyke, Anna van der Bregen, Demi Vollering. I love, you know, Italian writer Elisa Longaborghini and so, so many others. So most evenings I'm, you know, following up on what's going on in UCI cycling and yeah, staring at my GCN app. Oh, that's really neat. Welcome to our inaugural episode of Library Lab Notes. I'm your host, Virginia. And I'm your co-host, Eric. And today we're going to talk about returning physically to campus for the fall of 2021. We're going to discuss how we feel about Cameron Library opening back up to everyone and what you can expect. So let's just first of all start off about how we feel about returning to campus and what the last year has looked like for a few of us from Cameron Library. I mean, I think 
the word that I can describe for this year has been absolute chaotic. <laughs> I know like many of our listeners, everyone's been at home. I've been at home with my spouse as well as our three kids and our dog. And our dog has been fabulous, just in case you're curious. She's really kind of the winner here. So we've been balancing online schooling, periods of being quarantined for classes that have been shut down, um, making sure that we're all performing effectively in our jobs and our careers and sort of just balancing the fact that everyone needs to stay mostly sane. So I would say chaotic has been sort of the theme of what we're doing and sort of making things happen outside of what you would normally call our working hours. So often I get up exceptionally early and put in a few hours before other people get up in our household and also working a lot later after other people in our households have fallen asleep and don't necessarily need the same attention. Eric, how's it been looking for you? I mean, I'm I'm happy to answer that question, but I've, I've just got to say the idea of only doing library services in the morning and then after everyone has gone to bed sounds so gross to me. My experience of the pandemic was the very big realization that I cannot work from home, that the boundaries and lines between what it meant to be someone who is at least semi-professional in my workplace and someone who is a person outside of it were completely erased. And unlike the librarians, uh, the library technician role doesn't give you the flexibility of work hours and control over your work hours. So there were just these nebulous eight-hour periods in my day where, in theory, I was dedicated to my work. I was dedicated to assistant students remotely. But in practice, it never worked that way. Those boundaries dissolved almost within the first two weeks of the pandemic. And I mean... <sighs> I'm not complaining about the fact that I was getting paid during the pandemic and I had a job and things were working. But I will say for, for my mental health and for my wellness, it was an awful attempt to navigate boundaries that I had no business trying to navigate. I guess I can hop in. This is Lauren, the producer of the podcast. I had a very different experience. I loved it. <laughs> uh, like I'm happy not to, to see people. And I think it also makes a difference that I have a, a nice office at home and my cats mostly just bother my husband and not me. So I really enjoyed the kind of like slower pace of life of working at home. And yeah, I've been really, really enjoying it. There have been challenges with doing some remote instruction and not really being able to work with students one-on-one -on -one in person and kind of keeping those connections with the patrons I work with has been hard, but it has been a pleasant pace of life change for me to, to work from home. I love it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and I don't know about uh, Lauren and Eric as well, but I have to admit, I have a whole new respect for the distance students at U of A and what they must feel like a little bit too, trying to access our services. And I think after this pandemic, it's definitely going to be an area that we're going to improve our services at because we can now do it so much better virtually and understand that some of them are also working in the weird off hours of life and trying to sort in everything that they have going on. Yeah, I agree. I think we can do a lot more to accommodate distant students. And I certainly do respect how much more difficult it can be to do work when you're distant. Uh, and, and I hate to say it too, but no matter how much advocacy we got from distant students for their needs or for their concerns, I think this is the first time a lot of people at the U of A have uh, been forced into that 
distance role, and it's very different to hear about a set of problems or a suite of issues that can happen, and then to actually experience it yourself on a wide scale. So I, I am really hopeful, too, that we, uh, we start doing a little bit better. I am curious, though, from the librarian side of things, what has the return to campus been like over the last week or two? Like, how has that been feeling? What's, what's the mood here? That's a great question, Eric. And I have to be honest, I'm one, I really miss our coworkers. Our ISS staff is top notch and my colleagues are absolutely delightful. So I've really missed being able to connect with them. In some regards, I feel a bit trepidatious, and mostly because three of my kids cannot be vaccinated. And so we have to be honest that we're really being careful in our house as to connections and bubbles, because we don't have the option to vaccinate them right now. And so we're really careful about contacts and spread that way. And so personally, it makes me a bit nervous, but professionally, I am looking forward to seeing my colleagues and the students again and being able to connect with their questions. Because I have only been on campus once so far, but it has been nice to you know see people again, especially the people I don't work with as directly, but it is also a little apprehensive. You know, we're still in a pandemic and it does make a difference that the university recently announced more measures, but who knows what the future may hold. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, Eric, I don't know. How are you feeling? You're on campus more. Oh, I mean, how, how meh can, uh, how meh can you meh? Um, so I'm, I'm obviously super excited to be back for my mental health and wellness personally, but I am constantly thinking about the situations, yeah, where it's like, what do the people who have family and friends who are immunocompromised or can't get the vaccine do? Uh, the students haven't really come back yet. We don't have a good sense of what it's going to feel like and what it's going to look like for all of us, much less those students who don't have as strong a voice. That makes that makes sense. I know. Do you ever grapple with the fact that it's really hard to come to terms with all the uncertainty and understand that all you're going to get is more uncertainty? And I think that's the part I grapple with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, Virginia. But Eric, I have a quick question. What are you looking forward to in September? Like when we have the students come back, I have to admit, normally September is my absolute favorite month on campus. It's like this little peak of happiness. Everyone's starting fresh or they're starting new or they're reconnecting. Yeah, what is your thoughts in the next couple of weeks? So one of my favorite moments always is getting to play the same joke on students every year. What is it? Spoilers for anyone coming mm -hmm. in. You're going to come in and ask me where the books are, and I'm going to pretend like we got rid of them <laughs> and they don't exist anymore. <laughs> you can't see them because they're gone. I do this to every first year student that comes and asks me for help. And it's always a delight to see how excited people are to find out that we still have books and they're just upstairs. <laughs> nice. Eric, I did not know you did that. That is hilarious. Every time. Lauren, how about you? I guess I think I'm just really looking forward to teaching in person for some of the classes I will be teaching in person. I do like seeing the people I'm teaching to, and I do like interacting with students. And I also um, I'm really looking forward to working with all of my colleagues in person. I have to admit, the students are my favorite part of what I'm looking forward to when we go back. But we shall probably take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about returning back to campus. 
And now for a fun fact. Dolphins sleep with one eye open, so you better watch your back. Let's talk about some of the specifics of returning back to campus. Yeah, I'm really excited to discuss what people can expect from Cameron Library in the fall in a more general sense. What you're going to be seeing, maybe what you're not going to be seeing. One thing I'm excited about, to be honest, is the end of the curbside pickup. I I think we did a phenomenal job uh, offering curbside and getting all of that figured out. But I've always felt that the hold systems that we had in the library really empowered students to be able to grab the books they needed, access the services they needed. And that was thing that definitely added a lot of chaos to the curbside delivery system. And there were just so many extra steps and so many extra clicks where something could go wrong. And, you know, it did. It did for a lot of people. With the ability for students to just come in, grab the book they're looking for, request the item they're looking for, go to any one of the libraries with the personal holds room that we have there, grab the item right from there and then check it out. Or those wonderful students who show up on the day that they want the book, ask for it to be on hold, hear what the delay is going to be, and they just go upstairs and get the book themselves. Well, I mean, that's kind of amazing, right? Our stacks are finally going to be open and the students are going to be able to explore, wander around and study among the stacks. What are some of the other things that are going to be accessible to the students when we're open? Obviously, one of the first things you'll see when you come into any of our libraries is the fabulous library technician staff, of which I am only one small part. And the work that we're going to be doing for you from behind barriers of plexiglass and as much hand sanitizer as a human being can fit onto every part of their hands and arms. It's really exciting to be able to talk to students again and work with students again. And I encourage anyone listening to this podcast, whether coming back for the third or fourth year or coming back for the first time on campus to come and chat with us. Uh, I think you'll be surprised at the services we can offer and the help we can do or the bizarre conversations that you'll be able to strike up with us about everything from your term paper to the Fast and the Furious films. We also have dual monitors now, so you don't have to awkwardly try and stand as close to us as possible uh, across our very, very large service desk. Uh, We can actually work on the things together and kind of co-learn, which is something I I think that is very beneficial to students coming into the library. Well, I think that's amazing because I think that's a bonus. One thing that students might need to know as well, though, is with the different cuts, things like the stapler, pens and pencils, loaning any office supplies, that's not going to be happening in the library anymore. And so that's something that the students might just need to be aware of. However, I think that one thing that is exciting is our stacks are finally open, Eric. Yes. I'm so excited that the stacks are open. Oh, we can have people go up. They can actually study, find their material, do all that fabulous serendipitous research that they find the one they want. And it's actually the book next to it that they really need. Oh, that's going to be exciting. And I mean, for those of you who are working mostly with digital resources or who generally aren't shelf browsers, the nice thing about the stacks, too, is they are often the quiet or silent zones here in the library. So if you want a space where it's actually going to be quiet in your life for like the first time in 15 months for some of you, please come and visit us. 
I think I need to go visit that, Eric. I was going to say, you'll, you'll see Virginia up there every single day, just hiding somewhere amongst the shelves. Well, yes, of course, maybe, because it's fabulous. Oh, the other thing that's going to be really, really wonderful for everyone is we no longer have seat bookings. So you do not have to book your hour to two hour slot to come back into the library. Our library is finally yours again. The study rooms, we do still have bookings for. So basically, if it has a door, you have to book for it. But yeah, everything else is free and open. You can actually come and study, uh, whether alone or together. We're also not restricting every single space in the library to be a solo person at an entire table. So there's going to be more room for collaboration, more chance to actually study together, which I know is huge for some students, especially in certain faculties. Oh, and of course, we're going to have our printers up and operational. And just a reminder, the library doesn't actually run the printers. It's all done by the OneCard. So make sure you have connected with OneCard and you have a OneCard and you maybe have some money on your OneCard. But if there are issues, of course, we're here to give you guys a hand. Oh, I was just going to say, because the printers are always definitely operational and we never have problems in September for the first two to three weeks. I appreciate your sarcasm so much right now because I feel like the printers and I have a love-hate relationship, but mostly they hate me and I love them, but it's all okay. <laughs> yeah, that um, I think that basically defines the one-card printer relationship with the entire student body. So just make sure that you're getting some of those printing documents if you can, done like a day or two in advance in case, you know, any one of a number of random things happens. Exactly. Like if your essay is due at nine, printing at 8.58 is not your best choice. Ooh, one other thing we totally are still going to be doing, though, even though we will be back on campus, is we're going to have some fabulous online workshops that are going to be available. And that's something that sometimes I feel like students view as a bit underrated. But there's a lot of amazing information that's going to help start off their academic school year. Everything from how to start your research to really fine details of some fabulous information that they're going to need to know. I mean, I, I get that everyone is tired of doing everything online after, what, 16 months, 15 months, however, whatever. But definitely be aware that we are continuing to do a lot of librarian services and remote services to support you in terms of meetings and getting a chance to talk to our subject librarians remotely. So if there is something where you just don't have the time to get to the library or can't carve that hour out because you need to be somewhere, don't be afraid to contact us and find alternative means. We are a lot stronger now in our remote services and it's just it's going to be it's going to be a great way for us to be able to reach people regardless of physical location. That is true. Oh, Eric, also in October, not September, it's going to be October. We are going to have our 3D printing coming back. And I know how many of the students love it and how what a fabulous service it is. So I think we should definitely mention that that's going to be coming back online. Definitely. I'm really excited for 3D printing to be back. Obviously, everything is subject to change. So if uh, you should keep an eye on the library website or come and chat with us whenever you can. But much like all of the mask and the vaccination rules that are currently being rolled out by the university right now in mid to late August, you know, just keep an eye on things. I know none of us want any more chaos in our lives, but it could still happen. 
but yeah, I'm really excited to watch all of the student projects. And if you've got something you're working on, just send it to us. Just see what we can make. You'd be amazed at what all the different faculties can do with some 3D printing and a couple of models. It's incredible. And I have to admit, it's the one area that I absolutely adore because almost every single faculty uses it. And it's just such a brilliant, brilliant service. Oh, yeah. I think that covers some of the basics for the library's reopening in the fall. Again, not everything, but it is a good start. That is true. And I think we should probably say thanks to all of our fabulous listeners for listening to Library Lab Notes. I'm with your host, myself, Virginia Pau, and Eric Graves. And we want to give a huge special thanks to our production team of Lauren Sieglitz and Jessica Thorlickson. We hope you have a really fabulous sense of what's going to be happening in this coming September. And we're really looking forward to being with you for your academic year this year. Next time, we're going to be chatting with some of our colleagues from Cameron Library, so you can learn more about who's working behind the scenes in the library and right there, right in front of you at the service desk. As always, you can always head over to our fabulous uh, podcast webpage, and we will have links for those and all of our resources in the show notes. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. See you next time. Okay, here. Right now. So my job title is a bit ambiguous. And as you can tell, I have many assistants in my house. So I am a science mommy, librarian and social coordinator. And mommy. And mommy.